hit Slimes Board Store first. They've got you covered. But right now we're talking NBA. I'm rising as one for one of the greatest basketball players and coaches of all time, Ian Moose Rebilliard. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Steve. G'day, Buttes. Nice to be with you guys on a great Saturday. Yeah, great to be with you too. How are you feeling, mate? Uh, being down in Terrigal, are you soaking up everything, like at the Surf Cafe and the bus leaves later for the Mariners? Yeah, I know, actually. The, the place is a buzz. I was, I was surprised when Buttes was actually up at Tawoon Bay, because he's hard to get out of Terrigal, as you know. But, yeah, no, it's a beautiful morning on the coast. I'm actually down in Davistown this morning doing a bit of work with, uh, with one of my sons. So, yeah, no, very enjoyable morning. Yeah, it's hard to get off Terrigal Island, mate. And you must be a little <laughs> bit disappointed, Moose. The Celtics up 3-0. They took it to Game 7 and played at home. But the Heat, just too good for them, 103-84. to Yeah, I heard your comment as I walked past yesterday, Butes. It wasn't lost on me where you went Celtics uh, in seven. <laughs> um, yeah, I was disappointed because... Um, you know, that Game 6 win with, the, the, you know, the tip-in by White to get it back to Boston for a Game 7, mm. I thought surely they've got to be favourites at home with an NBL, uh, NBA championship uh, appointment for the winner. And uh, they probably played one of their worst playoff games all season. So somewhat disappointing. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm a Celtics fan and I love the history of that club. And it would have been just another piece of history had they won that game. Moose, correct me if I'm wrong, but Heat have finished eighth. Is that right? Are they one of the very few teams to finish eighth and make it into the NBA Finals? I think if you do your research, I think it could be the first time because um, it's just unheard of. It, it really is. And how they played in that last game in Boston um, just, you know, was remarkable. And uh, I've got to take my you know, standing over to uh, Eric Spolstra. The, the, the coach of the Heat is very, very talented. And mm. uh, I'd put a lot of that, that strategy down to uh, him just believing in his team, believing in their structures and the result, you know, as I say, spoke for itself. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned him because that was my next question. So he's been with the Miami Heat since 2008. And, you know, I often say that if you look at American sports... They tend to pick and stick, don't they? You don't. I mean, you don't see like it seems like a coach in the NRL loses a couple of games and their job's on the line. Yeah, is that is that correct? Whereas this guy, he's done a phenomenal job. Yeah, well, he he has. He's got a very good pedigree in the NBA. Steve, he came he came through the American college system, and and uh, you know, as a young as a young up and coming coach, had some really uh, good good results and that kind of set him up his mentor down down in uh, Miami you know Pat Riley uh, who you, you will see on some of the uh, they always show him when when the games are being shown so Riley's a very big influence uh, in Miami for the for the team that has been put together um, but Spolster has done a, an amazing job and I, I think you know that that always even though they probably had a disappointing first game uh, against uh, Denver, I, I just think that with him and Butler and Adebayo, the way they're playing, they're always a chance. Yeah, I want to ask you, Butes, if you saw him, could you name him? So he's a two-time NBA champion, 2012 and 2013, two-time NBA All-Star Game head coach in 2013 and 2022. He's in the top 15 coaches in NBA history. 
Like, but if you saw him, would you be able to name him? Uh, unlike some of the other high-profile coaches that we know. No, probably not. No, I'm not that big of a fan of the NBA, to be honest with you. But nevertheless, <laughs> I would, so I wouldn't have a clue. You could walk past me down at Terrigal Island, I wouldn't have a clue. But apart from the size of the man, uh, outside of that, uh, no. But uh, talking, Moose, I'm going to talk on game one, 104 to 93. Nuggets, uh, this guy called Nikola Djokic. Like, he is some sort of freak, is he? Well, he is. I mean, you also put it in perspective, it's, even though you're not a fan, he's, he's a seven-footer that plays like a point guard. He yeah. has a triple-double every game. So, he, you know, he, he led the team in assists. He involves every team player. He's got that European kind of, uh, like, just hard work, get the job done, play, make the others around you look as good as I am, and they're going to be tough to beat. And I did say that um, a while ago that... They're just a really well-balanced team, and he, mm. he actually is the catalyst to bring the best out of all the players in that team. Butte said to me he was surprised that uh, Jokic wasn't the NBA MVP. Uh, this week, Joel Embiid was named the fifth 76er ever to be named MVP. Uh, what a lineup that he joins. Wilt Chamberlain, Julius Irving, Allen Iverson, and Moses Malone, the other 76ers that have won that award. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you were to pick between the two now, you'd, you'd probably pick Jokic because of the way he's played in the finals. He he has been just... Yeah, it's unbelievable what he what he does. I actually had... Uh, I caught up with a, a Kings legend, Mark Ridland, the other day, who played in that same five spot. And he said, oh, Moose, it's just... I can't believe what he does. You know, he, he is just incredible. And he's just playing at another level to a lot of other, other players. And I just don't know. I mean... Miami have to work out a strategy to try and limit his impact, but uh, I'll be interested to see if they can even do that. I guess going into this uh, NBA Finals, the Nuggets went in 4-0 and um, in their semi-final, the conference final. So um, they're well-rested, whereas, you know, the Heat had to work extremely hard, down 3-0, uh, managed to come back. That's got to take a bit out of the tank. I would think so, although I listened to Maguire saying, you know, they, they miss the competitive aspect of playing, you know, a long series. <laughs> As a player, you, you, you don't miss that at all. You want to rest up. You, you've got, you know, time to recover. You, you're coming in fresh, and I think you're right, you. So I, I think that's a huge advantage. Um, hey. For Denver, I think that'll show out as the as the series goes on. Moose, the Boomers have named their extended eighteen man squad for the twenty twenty three FIBA World Cup, and it's got a record amount of NBA players and also bronze medalists from Tokyo. I'm sure you've followed that announcement. Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, you look at that team or the squad that's been announced, and, and you just. Yeah, you know, I mean, having come through a long time ago, Steve, the, the system in, a, in Australia, the depth of talent that's named in that squad, I mean, no former player would probably get a look in. And I'm talking, you know, the likes of Andrew Gaze or Ian Davies or, or Phil Smythe or Shane Hill. These players that, you know, were really at, at the top of their game back in the day, would they actually make that team? I'll tell you, they'd struggle because of just the athletic ability of the, the players that have been announced. So it's it's exciting to see. Obviously, it's on the back of the bronze medal. Um, so, I, you know, it, it'll be it's a tough team to get into, and the talent depth is quite incredible. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that team and the appointment into that team will be really well-earned, uh, but very competitive to get into the final 
final Yeah, that's one to look forward to. One to look forward to, Moose. Uh, 25th of August through until the 10th of September, being held in Japan, Indonesia, and also the Philippines, the World Cup. Moose, uh, Mm. anything happening with the Academy that you can share with us this morning on Saturday morning radio? Uh, well, we're, we're in that kind of uh, between our intake of summer and winter sports, so a lot of planning underway. We've, we've, we've actually had some uh, really positive discussions with Surf Lifesaving to put in performance support. Next month, we're going to announce a, uh, I'll call it our Bound for Brisbane strategy, where we're bringing in um, another tier of support for our athletes. That'll be announced in the coming, coming weeks. It'll actually be announced on the 14th of June with the uh, new Minister for Sport, so we're looking forward to that. So a lot of, uh, a lot of exciting things planned, and I'll give a shout-out. I know they've always been under the, under the scrutiny of uh, residents of the Central Coast, but Central Coast Council just last week announced for the first time that they would be supporting the Academy for three years. Uh, so a three-year uh, partnership arrangement with uh, with Central Coast Council. So that's exciting news because it gives you some longevity in uh, in a funding level of support for the academy. So we we kind of uh, were very chuffed with that just last week. Yeah, fantastic, Moose. And uh, speaking of surf life saving as well, tonight it's the Awards of Excellence at Mingara. So I'll be hosting those awards and really looking forward to celebrating what's been another great season of surf life saving on the coast. There'll be over 400 in the room tonight. Every surf club is represented. And, you know, it's one of the great volunteer organisations. Moose, thanks so much for joining us. Great chatting as always, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks a lot, guys. All the best. Enjoy Tawoon Bay.